You are listening to Aldrin Sampia on SAFM. It is now 17 minutes after uh, 5 o'clock. 17 minutes after 5 o'clock. We move over now to um, the Corruption Watch. We're going to have a conversation with Corruption Watch and just getting some reaction from them as well on the announcement that has been made by the President yesterday. Karim Singh is the Executive Director of Corruption Watch now joining us on the line. Karim, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. What do you make of some of um, the reaction from the President to the remedial action or recommendations that came from the State Capture Commission of Inquiry report and also looking into this anti-corruption unit? for having me on the program. Um, I listened carefully to um, the president's speech last night and I've been going through the report uh, today. I mean, I think there's a lot of, uh, uh, I think it's a comprehensive response, um, you know, to the to the breadth of the, the Zondo report. And I think in places it, it makes the right, the right, uh, hits the right notes uh, in terms of seeking to implement, um, you know, the findings and recommendations. But I think that there's a feeling, uh, which I think you've, you've received from some of the opposition parties and other, the other of the commentators, that there's something mm-hmm. kind of not, not completely satisfying about the response in terms of feeling like uh, there's sufficient detail, there's a clarity in terms of how certain, uh, you know, certain initiatives are going to be, you know, driven. Uh, and, you know, obviously the president takes a wide berth on certain issues, mm. uh, you know, under separation of powers. He takes a kind of wide berth on parliamentary reforms. He doesn't, they don't really speak too much about the implicated persons who still reside within cabinet, very little on catered deployment. So, you know, it, it, it's uneven, I think, to say the best. Mm-hmm. And and there's also this part around, for instance, um, looking at the role of the private sector in um, corrupt dealings. And for instance, if you look at the auditing firms and so forth, do you think that the president has struck the right chord by saying amendments will be made to law uh, um, to laws under review, criminalizing donations to political parties in return for contracts? No, absolutely. Uh, uh, we definitely need a stronger, a stronger regulatory legal regime um, that closes down, uh, you know, certain types of private money coming into into politics. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, broadly in terms of response to, to this under commission, we've seen uh, uh, the blacklisting of Bain Consulting for ten years, which is a positive development. We've seen McKinsey indicted, uh, brought into the dock on the Transnet case. So I think, uh, you know, I think it does hit some good notes. And I think we do need, you know, broadly uh, stronger laws and, and, and a stronger uh, uh, legal regime to uh, to deal with corporate complicity in these issues. But again, you know, the, the, the response of the president is kind of to a little bit to kind of kick the can down the road and say these are these are initiatives which will be taken up by others and considered as opposed to kind of firm commitments to say, you know, I'm, I support this recommendation and it's, it's a recommendation which mm. I will, I, I you know, put, put my head on the block to see, make sure, to make sure that these things happen. Yeah. Don't you think that it was um, trying to strike a balance there, considering that, yes, he is the number one citizen, but he's also only one head of um, the three arms of the state. So that separation of powers. No, no. I mean, absolutely. I mean, it's, 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 it's. I'm not saying there's anything legally, you know, or, or, 
uh, administratively wrong with the president recognizing that we have different mandate holders across the public sector who have different responsibilities. So, for instance, you know, for the MPA to proceed under under its guise of independence to, you know, to prosecute, it's not really for the president to interfere. But I think what we wanted to see or what we still want to see going forward is what is that golden thread in terms of leadership, in terms of government policy to say all of these disparate initiatives that, you know, whistleblowing taken up by DOJ, uh, 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 private sector issues taken up by by the CPIC, you know, uh, um, you know, how does it all come together in a kind of coherent kind of set of, uh, of policies and proposals that's going to be driven you know, driven by cabinet, driven by the president, uh, in line with the national anti-corruption strategy, uh, aligned with with the work of the National Advisory Council Against Corruption. I mean, the, you know, he makes the right noises, but you know, there's still you know this this sense that it kind of lacks coherence in in terms of a political project, which is really going to take us uh, to a new place to turn the corner and to future-proof the democracy from from state capture happening again. Yeah. I wonder, though, also the other thing, uh, Karim, is that if you look at um, some of the findings of um, the commission, especially when it comes to members of the executive and some deputy ministers as well, um, was this a missed opportunity for the president to say that this is what I'm currently doing um, to so that there is consequence management that actually does take place, considering that the report has come out? Of course, there are some um, MPs and also ministers who have said that they want to take the report on review. However, mm. though, there are these findings in the meantime and seemingly some of those findings being implemented and recommendations of it. Absolutely. I mean, this is, this is the one, you know, the one thing which clearly was and is within the president's authority and, and direct authority and power who resides within his cabinet. You know, you've got four uh, uh, ministers, deputy ministers by name who are implicated. They're named in the president's report. And, you know, they sort of said, oh, you know, we're still going to give it some consideration, you know, based upon our understanding of, of our obligation to to appoint people that are uh, uh, ethical and above reproach. You know, I mean, I don't think the president needed Three, three to four months to be able to make a call on these individuals, and even symbolically, uh, in terms of the exercise of the step aside rule, for instance, mm. I think this this was an opportunity where the president could have messaged much strongly and said, you know, we still have presumption of innocence. We're going, you know, these uh, all, all of these individuals will have an opportunity to 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 put their their case or clear their names. But you know, in terms of my cabinet. In terms of my response to the Zondo Commission report, uh, um, you know, I'm asking these people to step aside. You know, we mm. saw Zwelly and Kesey step aside uh, on something much less than an adverse finding of a, a commission of inquiry. Yeah. And then the final one is on CADA deployment. Um, the commission finding it to be unconstitutional. The president not, not directly dealing with that, but we know what the president's stance is on that and what the ANC in general stance is on that. That's a matter that's also before the courts. However, though, he says that when it comes to the appointment of board CEOs, um, there would be a process that is put in place to make it, I guess, more more transparent. But you have other individuals who would be doing those interviews. Um, mm. How do we... How do we safeguard that process and also make sure that that process itself doesn't get manipulated? Yeah, yeah. How do you how do you uh, safeguard against the the, the the people that are meant to be safeguarding? Yeah. I mean, this is um, 
Yeah, this, this was a, a very prominent recommendation from the Zonda Commission, and it is a direct response to what we know happened at, um, you know, particularly at the boards of SOEs. Um, you know, we saw it at ESCOM, we saw it at Transnet. Um, so uh, I think, you know, that remains to be seen. This is a, you know, very interesting, you know, area of governance. Uh, the idea that we would then uh, put some kind of independent panels in place to oversee these boards. You know, parliaments have effectively used independent panels uh, in in a variety of different contexts when it comes to appointments. So it's not something which is completely new to the body mm -hmm. politic, and I think uh, uh, logistically it's something which is which is viable. And I'm sure uh, we could come up with appropriate rules to put those types of safeguards in. Yeah, thank you so much for your time. Karim Singh is the executive director at Corruption Watch. It's 26 minutes after five.